I am Bart Sprenkels, and you are listening to the Aquarium Genius Podcast, episode 10. Now, today, um, I want to contribute my thoughts to a pretty controversial topic in our hobby, and that is um, YouTube videos or uh, blog posts, forum entries that go, I have a planted aquarium with no fertilizer, no CO2, uh, and maybe potentially even no filtration. And I know this is something that I obsessed with <laughs> when I was uh, starting and I was looking for inspiration. I didn't have that much money to spend on, on the hobby. Um, but I saw all these beautiful planted aquariums um, that claim to have no fertilizer, no CO2. Those were the two basic things because I didn't want too much difficult stuff, which is what I thought back then. I, I don't know. Do you do you recognize this? Have you um, seen these titles, these awesome cinematography YouTube videos of these pretty healthy looking lush aquarium or a planted tanks? I have. And... Over the years, I found that uh, those things can can be done um, theoretically because I've never done it myself. So, yeah, in that regards, my opinion isn't that uh, worthy, but I've done a lot of research. So I want to know your opinion as well, but, but this is my take. If people claim they have an aquarium with no fertilizer, let's stick with the fertilizer first, but their plants are growing. What are the plants using to grow properly? I mean, they don't have to grow fast. Um, Just two episodes ago, we talked about the planted tank triangle. If there's just a little bit of nutrients for the plants, they will grow slow, but they can and they probably will grow healthy. But if you don't add any fertilizer, what are the plants using? The common answer to this question is fish poop or nutrients created by uh, fish poop, uh, rotting organic matter. That's that's what the plants are are using. Um, And to some extent, that is possible. However... um, Fish poop is not a complete source of nutrients for plants. Um, It does contain a lot of nitrate, uh, a lot of phosphate, if I'm correct. Don't don't quote me on this. Maybe do, but oh well. Uh, But it's not by no means uh, a complete source when it comes to all the macronutrients, the minerals. um, Oh, yeah, just, just it's not complete. And usually people fix this by dozing. By dozing. Dozing is a term on its own. Uh, usually you're dozing liquid fertilizer. So if that's not the case, what else is in that aquarium? Uh, that aquarium of which the creator can claim no fertilizer. That allows these plants to grow so well. And the answer to this is that often... These people use aquarium soil. Uh, I don't know if you knew this already, but when I realized it, this, uh, 
um, I was bummed out actually because because of two reasons. The first reason is um, it's not no fertilizer because the nutritious soil provides fertilization to the root feeding aquarium plants. So for one, it's not it's not no fertilizer. But the other reason is because, in my opinion, uh, aquarium soil is is pretty expensive, especially for when I was starting. I, I vividly remember um, that just aquarium soil was so expensive, um, and it didn't even last that long. So the nutrients in this nutritious soil that people add mostly underneath a cap layer of, of gravel or sand, usually fine gravel, the nutrients in there will run out over time. So usually uh, it lasts for about a year, I would say, uh, until it starts to lose, um, you know, the, 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 the sting, <laughs> the impact. Um, and if you have a healthy aquarium that uh, with planted with plants in your planted tank that rely on the nutrients from the um, aqua soil, um, you will see that they do well during the first months, and then eventually you will just notice that your tank isn't what it used to be. Um, just in in general. So so yeah, it is no not no thirds, and it was expensive, and there, in my opinion, more downsides to downsides to aquarium soil because um, if you pull out plants, your entire water turns murky. Just overall, not really my my cup of tea, honestly. And then there's the other thing, the no CO two part of the no thirds, no CO two uh, aquarium, and and this is something that really spoke to me because I've talked about it quite often on this podcast uh, while I am a fan of injecting pressurized CO2 um, <laughs> it took one impulsive splurge spending decision of mine on a sun sunny uh, afternoon um, that led me to buy my first CO2 set because just just it, it was just so expensive honestly if, if i'm honest um so any aquarium planted aquarium that was looking lush and beautiful and healthy that had no co2 in the title um spoke to me immediately and this part of the youtube video clickbait title i i do agree with uh, you can have very healthy planted aquariums with no CO2. But the trick here is to make sure that you only have slow-growing, easy plants with low CO2 requirements. Um, this also takes me back to two episodes ago when we talked about the planted tank triangle. Um, if you have slow-growing plants, they will demand less dissolved CO2. Because if you are not injecting co2 in your aquarium it it doesn't mean that there is no co2 in your aquarium that's why i usually try to say inject additional co2 because at the surface of your aquarium through um, a whole dissolve process 
CO2 will enter your aquarium water um, because it's there's a lot of CO2 in the air around us. So there's always some CO2, but it's just not enough for fast-growing, demanding aquarium plants. It's just not enough. So if you want to grow those plants, you need to add additional CO2, um, usually in a, in a pressurized form. But if you choose slow-growing plants and you go for root-feeding plants that can suck their nutrients out of the uh, aqua soil we were just talking about, um, then it is possible to, to grow a healthy aquarium. As for the no filtration, because that's the third claim in the clickbait title, yes? For no filtration, um, I would say that I do not necessarily see the benefit of having no filtration. I mean, it's a nice challenge um, because it's just a body of stagnant water because there's no water circulation because that's one of the main reasons why you are adding a filter. It's not necessarily all about filtration. It's also about circulating and introducing water flow to an, an otherwise stagnant body of water. So, so you're missing that. Uh, I don't know why you would not edit, despite or besides having a nice challenge. Also, it might look clean because there is no, um, like technology or mechanics in your aquarium, so it, it might look clean, but you can always hide it with a nice, large, tall plant. And of course, you are missing the filtration as well. Uh, a large part of the beneficial bacteria that your aquarium needs to convert ammonia into nitrite and to nitrate, because ammonia, like you probably already know, if you have been binge listening to my bi-weekly aquarium podcast, um, but ammonia is toxic in quite low concentrations to fish, and nitrate is not. So, hey, win-win, nice, good stuff. Um, but the majority of those... Um, Beneficial bacteria live in your filtration. Um, although um, this is the, the main reason why, what, like the main argument against this, a lot of bacteria live on the gravel in your aquarium or on the glass in your aquarium or on ornaments or on plants even. So yes, these bacteria can live in your aquarium itself, but I usually like to think that the bulk of the work of converting ammonia, toxic ammonia, into a habitable nitrate happens in the filter. I am honestly a big fan of canister filters, <laughs> maybe not so much for maintenance, but just having an entire canister of filter material uh, just sponges and mechanical biological filtration underneath your aquarium um, is nice because you're not sacrificing valuable aquarium space um, instead you're even adding volume to your aquarium system because the large canister is also filled with water uh, obviously i guess so so i i guess to summarize that would be my take on the 
clickbait title, no fertilizer, no CO2, no filtration. Um, it is a super sexy title for beginners. Uh, and it definitely hooked me looking at those healthy tanks. But honestly, I would buy a bottle of liquid fertilizer those once or twice a week. Um, I would add a small hang on the back filter or an internal filter just for some water circulation. It doesn't cost much and it really makes your experience easier. And um, from there you can do whatever you want. Uh, but I, I guess the titles are more aimed I guess the challenge is more aimed towards more experienced um, aquarium keepers that want a challenge and they will they can try create an, a, a sustainable balanced aquarium a planted aquarium with as little technology as possible because I do see the romance in that but for beginners if you are a beginner and um, you tried you try to listen to my incoherent story over the past 12 minutes. Um, just know that it's not as easy as they make it seem. Uh, honestly, I am a firm believer that a lot of people tried creating um, a balanced aquarium with as little technology as possible. But on the internet, you are seeing the few people that managed to make it work. And overall, if you try it, um, your plants will either starve because they don't get enough or they don't get a complete set of nutrients. Um, difficult plants don't have enough CO2 and just overall a, a stagnant aquarium is, is prone to blackbeard algae and all, all, all kinds of algae. And... and <laughs> Now I do talk from experience, so... Okay. What else can we talk about? I plan to keep this uh, podcast a little bit on the short side because here we have a very long weekend due to Ascension Day. Uh, of course, depending on what time you listen to this podcast, this is completely not relevant to you anymore. Um, but overall, I just uh, hope that you are doing well. I... I don't know if you noticed, specifically you, but two weeks ago I was supposed to upload a podcast and uh, I did not for the first time in 2022. So I guess you can say I kind of broke my New, Year New Year's resolution, but I'm not too worried because I, I, I pressed record and I guess this is the, 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 the digital um, version of the writer's block. Uh, just nothing came out <laughs> and I'm I'm yeah I don't I don't care I, I just can admit that because uh, this is for fun I hope that you enjoy these podcasts as well um, maybe we can dive into some YouTube comment related questions let me just open my app um, I already was scrolling through some questions so for example uh Long time ago, I uploaded a YouTube video called uh, How to Tell if Your Aquarium Snail is Dead or Just Sleeping. It is, I believe, one of my most popular YouTube videos um, that still gets a lot of views, even though I have not uploaded on YouTube for a long time. So I guess I should not be promoting it here because 
yeah honestly i also don't really plan on uploading videos Shh, don't tell anyone but the question by christine fox is uh, how long is normal for aquarium snails to sleep and i <laughs> probably should have thought about the answer before i read it out loud because it's a very difficult question um snails are not like well definitely not like us but also not like many many animals out there that have a day and a night cycle instead if i remember this correctly uh, snails um uh, are awake and sleep in in very weird cycles throughout the day so I guess just a couple of hours is normal for a snail to sleep. But I know where this question is coming from. And I experienced this. Um, this is a worried snail owner um, that has not seen her snails move in a long time. And then you start wondering, like, are they dead or just sleeping? Yeah, part of the YouTube video title. How long do they sleep? Um, and what I can say about about this is um, if your snail is, for example, stuck to the glass, it is sleeping. Because if the snail is dead, it can't stick to anything. Um, and if you're unsure, I would just um, keep a close eye on the location of the snail and just check back a day later and a day later and see if anything happens. If you are really curious if it might be dead, then... Um, the proper way to go is uh, take your snail out of the aquarium, uh, briefly smell it, because if it has just passed away, um, honestly, snails are ammonia sources to the max, so you will definitely smell this pungent, rotting smell. Um, if not, I would just leave the snail be, uh, give them time, and usually they start moving. It also depends on the type of snail. You have, for example... Assassin snails, or um, I, I think they're Clea Helena snails, assassin snails. Um, and they hunt for other snails, and then they kill the other snail, eat them, and then after they ate, they can sleep for, I think, two days straight or something, for a long time, because um, they are completely full. Their after-dinner dip is worse than what we have. Okay, um, another question. This time commented by Binary Glass uh, two months ago on my video Rabbit Snail Care Guide. I, I used to own rabbit snails and they are increasing in popularity and they're awesome. So I would definitely recommend you get um, uh, rabbit snails if you are a fan of snails. Um, honestly, I, I am. Some people view snails as pests. And sure, if you're feeding too much, then your snail population in your aquarium can explode. And yes, then they are a pest. But overall, snails are awesome. And they are super good for the overall health of your aquarium as well. They are amazing cleaners. They can reach places you will, you can only dream of reaching in your aquarium. Okay, um, Binary Glass asks... Can rabbit snails thrive in an aquarium that is slightly yellow from tannins? Um, yes, the answer is yes. Um, honestly, I kept my rabbit snails in the same aquarium that I kept my shrimp. And 
uh, I used to introduce um, uh, almond leaves to, uh, I think, lower, yeah, lower the pH a little bit um, because that's what the shrimp prefer and the rabbit snails were doing very well. With the whole pH story, it's more important that you keep the pH constant. It's not that you need to strive for the perfect pH by constantly adjusting in the right direction. Instead, um, keep it as stable as possible because that's what fish and snails like. Then, the next question. I, <laughs> I enjoy doing this, honestly. Uh, if you have questions, by the way, go to my uh, Instagram page, at uh, Aquarium Genius, and the best would be to um, comment your question on my latest uh, Instagram post. It's been a while, but uh, hey, what, what can I do? Because um, I will get a notification. If you send a direct message request, you can also do that, but I don't get a notification, so chances are I see it a little bit later. But yeah, question, Instagram, or send me a message, uh, bart at aquariumgenius.com. But, okay, Amazon Sword Care Guide. William van Gils. Sounds like a Dutch last name. Can also be Van Gils. I don't know. Can you recommend what type of root tap to use? Seacam flourish taps will be fine. Question mark. Thanks. Um, William, honestly, um, just... Pick your favorite brand. I know that I tend to recommend stuff. I have experience with the Seacam Flourish tabs. They are very, very good. Uh, I also have experience with a Dutch brand, which I forgot the name. But overall, these root tabs are built for aquarium purposes. So they will contain everything your root feeding aquarium tabs need. Now, I know that uh, Corey from Aquarium Co-op um, promotes his root taps to be the only root taps that are shrimp and snail safe. And I have not done my research properly, but I believe that to be complete, complete marketing crap. Because in my experience, all root taps, all brands that I have used have been snail and shrimp safe. So... Yes, they are shrimp safe. Is that special? No. Uh, but I, I, I hope to answer your question uh, properly. Uh, is there anything else here? Um, I have answered this question a while ago. Okay, let's move away from the questions. Uh, let's keep it short for today. Um, do your water changes. Uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Let me know if you do. I, I, I am starting to get more and more um, reactions reactions from you guys. Uh, I've had some nice conversations with you guys, so I truly appreciate those conversations. Uh, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, make sure to follow the podcast because uh, that is possible. We are growing in follower count. And again, I appreciate that. And I will uh, talk to you. I keep seeing see you, but I will talk to you uh, in two weeks again. Uh, enjoy your aquariums and I'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>